what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. I get sick and tired of people putting God in a box and saying, I got it all when I got saved. No, you didn't, because Peter says over and over and over again in this book, add to, add to. If you got it all when you got saved, then you wouldn't need to be adding to. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Second Peter, the big fisherman. Second Peter chapter one, verse two. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine wisdom hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises." that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness." and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence that you make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching just a few minutes. Growing in grace and knowledge. Growing in grace and knowledge. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice right now. And Lord, as we have studied your word and prepared, I dare not embark upon this message without asking for the anointing of your spirit, Lord, to rest upon me. Lord, help me to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, may something be said here today that will be edifying to the body of Christ. Anoint your people. Lord, to hear and to receive of your word, that we all might be drawn closer to you. It's my prayer today in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen and Amen. How many of you have fallen at some point in time in your life? 
I think everybody in here at one time or the other has fallen. Now, when you fell, how many of you got up and looked around to see if anybody saw you fall? Why did you do that? When you fall, and especially when it's in front of people, it's an embarrassing thing. So, how many of you have failed in your walk with God? How many of you, when you fail in your walk with God, it was public knowledge? Others saw you. It's one thing when you fail the Lord and it's just between you and God. It's another thing when you fail the Lord in front of your peers. This of which I've just read to you this morning comes from a man that failed God many times and did so in front of his peers, Simon Peter. When Jesus came from the upper coast of Caesarea Philippi and asked the disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? It was Simon Peter to whom it was revealed that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus began to tell the disciples how he would go into Jerusalem and be crucified. And Simon Peter said, Lord, this thing be far from you. And the Lord had to rebuke Peter right in front of the rest of the disciples and said, You savorest not the things that be of God, but those things which be of men. Get thee behind me, Satan. It was Simon Peter at the Lord's Supper, the last time that Jesus would sit down and eat with his disciples. And Jesus called Simon Peter out in front of the rest of them and says, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. You're going to deny me three times. And he said, Lord, I won't ever do such a thing. If you're going to a cross, when you look beside you, I'm going to be right there with you. We all know the story how Simon Peter failed the Lord. And even many, many, many years later, Paul withstood Peter to his face in an open assembly of people. Kind of an awkward situation, but again, Peter was in the wrong. And Peter tells us in the Word today, through and by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he said, if you do these things, if these things abound in you, then you will never fall. Now, I want you to think about that. If there is failure in your life, if there is failure in your marriage, if there is failure in the church, it is because one or more of these things mentioned in this chapter is missing, has gone lacking. And we're going to take a look at these things. Right off the bat, Simon Peter said, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. 
according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue whereby are giving unto us exceeding great and precious promises everything that we need for life and living for life and living for god is found in this bible that i hold in my hands everything that we receive from god today has been made possible through and by what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary's cross. Understand that. Jesus Christ is the source of all things. But the cross is the means by which we're able to receive whatever it is that we need from God. You need to understand that. The cross of Christ is to be our target of faith. That is where your faith is to be, in the finished work of Christ. And all of our needs can be met. Now, he said in verse 4, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That is the salvation experience. The moment you accept Jesus Christ and what He did for you at Calvary, the Holy Spirit, the divine nature, Peter called it, comes into your heart and life. And He binds up that sin nature that is in you. It is the sin nature that is causing the problem. You were born with that sin nature it is that propensity to do that which is wrong that which is ungodly and as you grow on up and you give into that sin nature the more and more it controls your life and it and it begins to take control completely of your life and it wrecks you there's some in jail today because that sin nature was not gotten under control but we are partakers of the divine nature, the salvation experience. And the Holy Spirit comes inside because of our faith. Faith is the only currency that God will accept. Whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Faith is the key. Faith is the foundation. If you have patience, if you have temperance, if you have godliness, understand today you can have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. If it is not built on this foundation of faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary's cross, then it's not going to do you much any good. Faith is the foundation, and Peter said you need to add to your faith. He said, matter of fact, verse 5, beside this, giving all diligence. We preachers like to say many times, God has done His part, now you got to do your part. Sometimes we 
don't understand exactly what our part is. And Peter said, give all diligence, add to your faith. And he said in verse 5, add virtue. Now what is that? Virtue, as it is used here, means power. What does that mean, Brother James? Does that mean I need to go to Planet Fitness and and lift some weights and start exercising so I can get this virtue? Well, you can do that, but this is not the kind of power that you're going to need to live for God. Jesus said, he told the disciples, and a matter of fact, it was a commandment. He commanded the disciples before he ascended up into heaven that they tarry there in Jerusalem until they be endued with power from on high. And he said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He said, and you shall be witnesses unto me. This is Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. He said, you'll be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. Well, you say, well, Brother James, I got it all when I got saved. Really? Brother, let me tell you something today. If God gave you everything the moment you got saved, you couldn't handle it all. I get sick and tired of people putting God in a box and saying, I got it all when I got saved. No, you didn't, because Peter says over and over and over again in this book, add to, add to. If you got it all when you got saved, then you wouldn't need to be adding to. The reason the free will Baptist denomination is dying today is because there is a lack of power. They do not believe in the baptism in the Holy Ghost and gifts of the Spirit. That all passed away with the apostles. Yeah, church, and you're going to pass away right along with them if you don't start believing in the baptism in the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Spirit on a daily basis. I don't care if you did speak in tongues. It doesn't matter. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost on a daily basis. Because if that power is not in your heart and life, brother, you ain't going to make it. The power of the Holy Spirit. We got to have it. Look at the life of Simon Peter. He was saved. But that night those soldiers came and got Jesus and carried him off. The Bible says he followed Jesus afar off, hiding behind the bushes, hiding behind the trees. Decided he'd mingle in with some of them around the fire and warm himself. And, hey, you Galilean, yeah, you walking with, no, I won't. What are you talking about? You've got me mistaken for someone else. We see the failure. But after the day of Pentecost, when he received the gift of the Holy Spirit, 
baptized in the Holy Ghost, he stood up that day in front of all those people and preached the inaugural message, and 3,000 people got saved. After he was baptized in the Holy Spirit and that power was in his life, we read in the book of Acts where he would walk down the street and his shadow would fall on people that were sick and they were healed instantly, totally and completely. Power. The church needs power today. You need power today. But you can't have that power unless your faith is anchored in the finished work of Christ. You've got to have that foundation. And you've got to have the power. Then he said, Add to the virtue knowledge. Verse 5. Knowledge. What does that mean? That means that you, as a child of God need to place yourself in an environment that is conducive to the moving of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, He will teach you and He will lead you into all truth. And it is important for you to diligently seek out and to place yourself in an environment conducive to the moving of the Holy Spirit. Put yourself around godly people. Instead of listening to worldly stuff over the radio, turn it over to a Christian station. Put yourself in an environment where you can hear the Word of God. That means that you need to set aside some time every day and open up this book and read it, and ask God to help you understand it, and then apply it to your life. That means you need to go to church as often as you can. You're putting yourself in an environment where you can hear the Word of God. Well, Brother James, I can't go to church every Sunday. I've got to work. I've got to this. I've got to that. I understand that. That's why we've got the website up and running establishedinthefaith.com go there right now we've got over 44 sermons up there and you can click on any one of them and hear the word of God if you don't go there you are without excuse because just about every other radio station you can find a preacher on there preaching somewhere there. We're living in an age where there is no excuse for you to go lacking in the knowledge of God. There's got to be a willingness to want to do it. And you need to go to a good church. See, there's some of you listening to me right now. You're in your car and you're going to church. I wouldn't give you two pine cones in my yard for what you're going to get out of that service today. Some of you going to a church, you couldn't bit more get saved in that church. Why? Because the preacher ain't preaching what's in this book. He's preaching something out of the Reader's Digest. Or something else that he's read and got somewhere. Get in a church somewhere where the Spirit of God is moving. 
where the preacher is preaching from the Word of God, then you will grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. Knowledge. Then he said, Add to the knowledge temperance. Verse 6. Temperance. What is that? It's having self-control. Let me read you this. Temperance. Habitual moderation in actions, thoughts, or feelings. Here's another definition for temperance. Moderation in indulgence of natural appetite or passion. Here's another one. Voluntary self-restraint, especially in eating and drinking. But when it comes to alcohol, temperance means not having it at all. That means that you as a child of God have got no business having beer, alcohol, anything of that nature at home. Total abstinence. Self-control. I wish I had a mirror right over here. Because I could really preach to myself now. Because I could use a little more temperance as it pertains to the buffet table. Now, I'm preaching to me now. Y'all can come along if you want to. But I love to eat. Ain't nothing wrong with eating. I love my steak and baked potato. Load that baby up with butter and sour cream and cheese and bacon. Load that bad boy on up and dig down in there. I dug down in one the other day, had a lemon in there. We were over in Kentucky. I looked at Dana. She said, what's wrong? I said, there's a lemon in my baked potato. Y'all laugh, but it won't funny because I was hungry, ready to eat, and there's a lemon in my baked potato. And I said, well, Dana, I said, do you think this is some kind of tradition or thing they do over here in Kentucky? Is there a reason why they put... I mean, it was buried under all that butter and sour cream and cheese. and I, I mean, it was down in there. It wasn't like it was laying up on top. And I mean, I'm digging down in there, boy, and I, something don't feel right. Whatever this is, is hard. This tater ain't cooked good. Dug it out and there's a lemon. Anyway, they straightened it out. But there's a line of moderation that we as children of God... Are to walk. He said it, verse 6 add to your knowledge temperance, self control. Boy, when you're dating that girl, you need to practice abstinence, which means keep your hands to yourself. Girl, there's a lot of real pretty clothes out there that make you look good. Makeup and jewelry and all these kind of stuff that, that can make you look good. But there's a line of moderation that has to be walked. 
You are to dress yourself in a godly fashion. Oh, we're living in an age now, oh, if you've got it, flown it. My problem is I got too much of it. You didn't have to giggle and say amen that loud. Temperance. Self-control. We're living in an age where self-control is just about going out the window. I mean, I'm going down the road the other day and I pull over in this lane. I look in my rearview mirror and this guy's hands is up in the air. I think I made a Christian out of him because he was calling me God and Jesus. and <laughs> Self-control. Dana said, well, maybe if you hadn't pulled in front of him so fast, he wouldn't have been throwing his hands around. <laughs> Self-control. Road rage. I've run out of time. So I'm going to have to finish this next week. But, Peter said, if we do these things, if these things are in us, and they abound, which means they continue to increase, he said, you will never fall. Which means, if there is failure in any area of your life, it's not God's fault. It's your fault because you've gone lacking in one or more of these areas and we're going to take a look at the other ones next week. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. 
We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.